Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall and is for the title of greatest podcast ever made. Introducing first, from San Diego, California, Austin Cook. And from Odessa, Texas, Kayla McLemore. And these two together make up the Internet World Order. Well, hello, everybody. It is, as per usual, as expected, on time. It's your boy, Austin Cook. And today, we're doing a very broad topic. And I say that sort of with an idea of what I mean. But when I say that we're doing a broad topic, I mean we're doing a pretty general, abridged history of a very beloved franchise. And that franchise is Caleb's, probably one of Caleb's favorites. I don't know, I can't speak for him. He is in this podcast, so he might as well say that for himself. But today, we are talking about the legacy, the franchise of Street Fighter. Exactly. And we're covering it because two reasons. Um, I'm sure most of y'all that have wanted to know this have already seen it by the time this comes out, but just in case you haven't, uh, Street Fighter 6 has been revealed that it is real. Obviously, probably a, well, who knows how long out we are from the game actually coming out because they re- they released a one-minute teaser and then they said more news in, in the summer, which can be anytime between June and like early September. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> you got to keep it nice and big. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole, uh, it's a whole thing of like, See, I'm not technically late because I didn't tell you when I would show up. But um, yeah, <laughs> uh, great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, between that and the fact that Street Fighter turned thir- well as a whole franchise turns 35 this year, which means, and Street Fighter Two is like 31 now with it being 2022. So, I know we covered the animated movie way back. If you want to watch that or listen to it, it's a fantastic episode. As Austin slowly lost his mind watching that with me and um, it was amazing (laughs) (laughs) uh i just like with the reveal and the anniversary i'm like it's just as good a time as any to talk about this franchise because it's like it didn't create the idea of fighting games there were some that there were games that existed beforehand but boy did it like basically create all the standards that all fighting games run by now And I'll, and like Austin said, it, it's not my, well, it's kind of hard because it's like, for me, it's like, it's like Sonic, Halo, and Street Fighter are like in a constant like fight. <laughs> so Yeah, it, I kind of like, there's not a specific example, I think, of like an exact one game that still has like the legacy of being the OG fighting game. But I, I kind of lump Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat into the same sort of category of like, they're sort of like, the people that really pioneered and influenced it. Like when you think of like, this might sound like a weird comparison, but bear with me. When you think of like heavy metal as a genre, Caleb, what band do you commonly think of? You don't have to give me a proper answer, but I'm just kind of throwing it out there to see what you Oh yeah, no, I, yeah. The immediate band, like you, you hear metal and you think of Metallica because well, 
the name. The name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when I think of, of heavy metal and it, you know that it's not like one opinion is more legitimate than the other. It just depends on kind of like what you grew up listening to or like what, you know, like you classify as that. It just depends. Like when I think of like the pioneers of metal, I tend to think of Black Sabbath and right. even Deep Purple and Led Zeppelin. Like they, they kind of fall into that category. Iron Maiden, which has some of the most amazing staying power I've ever seen in a band. And also, you know, other bands like Judas Priest and, you know, Metallica especially is so important to the history of metal. And whether people even want to see them as metal anymore, I, we're not right. going to get into that here. That's but, a whole conversation. <laughs> that's, ooh. But, like, <laughs> it, there's different branches of it because, like, old school Metallica is like thrash metal. And it, there's different categories of everything. But the main point is, like, when I think of Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, I think of, like, the people that really pioneered the the fighting game as we know it today, the Iron Maidens, the Black Sabbaths, the yeah. Judas Priest. And well, go I was going to say like, like in the video game wise, it's kind of like how uh, Grand Theft Auto did not create open worlds. Like so other games existed beforehand that did open worlds. Grand Theft Auto is just the one who like made it a mainstay because they pioneer and like, it's almost like they perfected it. Yeah. A, a lot like, of people uh, tend to think that like, the most popular thing and this isn't necessarily like a crime but like if you're not as familiar with video games when you see something so popular you might think like oh well that might be because it's the first of its kind or something like that just no, a general yeah. conception of it and you know that's not accurate but yeah. that doesn't make you in the wrong for it it's just there's such a deep layered history to it and i think that something like grand theft auto just kind of took an excellent idea and then really added on to it and struck gold. And that yeah, happens. Or, or like how uh, if it wasn't for Goldeneye on the N64 and Halo, I don't know how, much, how long it would have been until shooters came to consoles. Because yeah. before those two, everyone was convinced, especially multiplayer shooters, everyone was convinced you go and do multiplayer shooters on PC, like with Doom and Serious Sam mm -hmm. and Unreal Tournament. It's like it has to be PC because consoles just don't have the computing power to do it. So, but yeah, uh, so it turns 35 this year and it's just one, it's crazy for me to say that out loud because then I think I still clear as day. remember when I managed to get street fighter four on the 360, and I actually got it a couple of days early cause I knew the manager at the GameStop mm -hmm. and I had it on reserve and he was like, is it paid off? I was like, yeah, I guess here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here you go. And uh, like between that, like that's just yesterday to me. I'm like, no, that's 2008. I'm like, don't you use math on me? And, <laughs> don't um, you tell me the truth? <laughs> <laughs> or just like, I, I always kind of make a joke at myself, like how many times I've rebought Street Fighter Two because had it on the Genesis. Then I bought the 15th of anniversary edition on the original Xbox. I got the uh, HD remix on the 360. I got the uh, 30th anniversary on the Xbox One. Jeez. I have a problem. <laughs> well, it's also like your favorite game. Like, it's am old. I wrong? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's right up there. I, I like the franchise as a whole. It's like, but two is just special because it's like, it's like, and I know for a lot of people that might be the same. Like, that's kind of the game I realized. I actually kind of like fighting games because learning the combos is fun. Learning the special mm -hmm. moves is fun. Mm -hmm. And it's a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I, yeah. It, 
in a fun way, not in a, well, sometimes you might be yelling, but not because the game is bad, but because you're mad at yourself. Yes, that is completely reasonable and fair. (laughs) I, I, I've learned the hard way sometimes, like no matter how good you are, sometimes your emotions get the better of you. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, it's legit. Like all just go watch some of the best, like highlights of, Street Fighter or Marvel or any fighting game. Just and a lot of times the better player doesn't always win because the other person gets inside their head. Me. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like I am the somewhat good player, but getting in someone's head is my specialty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's just and you can just watch the slow death of like the person who is more skilled just being like, wait, why am I not? I normally would like, how am I dropping these combos? And um, it's because I'm rent free, brother. Rent free. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think part of the reason that, like, I know obviously, like, some other fighting games existed beforehand. Like, there's like, I think it's like Karate Champion and stuff on like Atari and all that. But I think part of like, well, the very first Street Fighter game is um, quite fascinating to go back to now. Back when Ashore Yukon did half health. Oh my god. Which is fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and uh, trying to get the inputs to work is a challenge, to say the least. Mm. But um, Street Fighter 2 with all like the original eight characters and the motif of World Warrior, I think that's what stuck out to people. Because especially now that we're, gosh, however many games. In, I know we have like five mainline games with all the different versions and whatnot. You have all, you have basically every continent except for Antarctica, like represented now in Street Fighter, and yeah. you have people from so many different countries. Yeah, it's it's expanded and grown, and I just I, I love the the way that Street Fighters kind of just like slowly developed. It's one of those the things I appreciate about Street Fighter is like the story still kind of needs tweaks and and works and yes. like, but there's still a deep lore there. And I think with the way that it's expanded, there's a lot of potential for it. Like I personally, I know you and I have talked about it, but like Street Fighter would make an excellent series and absolutely should not be a movie. Uh, <laughs> no. Well, and not that that movie couldn't work if you just got the right people, but mm-hmm. just there's at this point, the lore is so just like, dense. and you know, I'd be like, how can it be dense if there's not really a plot besides here's bad guy, stop him or something. It's yeah. because almost every character has like their own backstory. It's like it's like if you get a group of people playing D and D, and all of them did a really good job having like a six-page lore for their character. Yeah, it, it's basically Street Fighter, right? Like, <laughs> I, they, I, I've, they have the updated version, but back in like 2011, 2012, at an anime shop in LA, I bought the Street Fighter encyclopedia because mm-hmm. all the characters Street Fighter one through four. And like their backstories, obviously it's been updated because five brought in a bunch of new characters. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and so with all that, like, it's kind of like with a great example would be arcane with league of legends, the plot, like paper thin, but you had a ton of characters that had built in lore (sighs) and it made a great show. Look what they did with arcane. I was going to (laughs) say, yeah. And I think street fighters in a similar situation where you could do that because Mm -hmm. You have the very obvious good guys of like Ryu, Ken, Chun-Li, and uh, uh, Guile. 
you have the very obvious mega bad guy in Bison. Yeah, and, and Akuma, and like, yeah, it's like you. It's all so well like put together. Akuma at this point is almost kind of like a not anti-hero, almost like an anti-villain. I agree with anti-villain. Yeah, yeah, because he's not obviously he's not good. He's not trying to make the world better by any stretch, mm-hmm. but he's not actively trying to destroy it like Bison is. Exactly. And, uh, he he's a little bit more complex of a character, but we need the Bisons with the Akumas. You can't just have you know one yeah. of the same because then it just sort of is like it's sort of it, a Saturday morning cartoon, which is not a bad thing. But no, th- that's part of the appeal of it is like it, it layers it a little bit more than it would normally be with a straightforward story. And sometimes we and, need stories like that, but then we have other stories where it's like, oh, I see where you're coming from, but also. You can't do that because that's bad. And true, true. Yeah, I, I I like that you actually mentioned that because I was like trying to find a right way to describe Akuma compared to Bison, and because I was like, yeah, they're both bad guys, but like, is Akuma an antihero or an anti-villain? And I was like, no, he's an anti-villain. And I'm I'm glad yeah. you said that because that was something I was trying to put my finger on for so long now. <laughs> so, and that's fair. Well, it's because I don't know if Capcom quite because they set him up to be a very obvious like villain, villain. Mm-hmm. But then, well, to use the pro wrestling motive, you're not going to boo a heel that does cool stuff. Triple H. And a coom, yes. <laughs> or like Seth Rollins. Yeah. You're not going to boo someone that does cool stuff. Kevin and, Owens. We could go all day. <laughs> exactly. No, you're right. You're right. Or every time Jericho's been a heel. And like, <laughs> uh, it's like, and Akuma does cool stuff. The Raging Demon, where he just immediately kills you. The screen goes dark. You don't know what just happened. And then you hear that bing, with like his like logo in the background. He's just standing over you while you're over dead. It's like, that's cool. Yeah. And so it's almost like they had to find a, not square peg in a round hole, but it's just like, well, we can't make him good. Cause that's stupid. Cause the man's totally fine with murder, hmm. but not a so they found a trait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cause his whole thing is he wants to, He's all about fighting and he wants to find the ultimate person that can basically kill him or at the very least can give him entertaining fights. And, and, and he sees a potential in Ryu. He's like, hey, he pulls the Palpatine. He's like, embrace the dark side. And uh, <laughs> basically, good, good. Let the hate flow through you. Yeah. And also because they focus so heavily on the characters instead of like potentially like story, which is also just a product of the 90s. Like, you didn't care about story. You just want to see cool characters do cool things. Exactly. And uh, because of that, you have, like, like the, the characters are wild. And also, I can't go down every single one. There's, like, 60, 70 Street Fighters now, so I don't have time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, We could try to cram them into this episode, like, with Street Fighter 2 uncut, where <laughs> there's just random fights, and you're like, all right. Yeah, it's like they had the checklist of, like, have we gotten this person in yet? Uh, let's figure out how can we, but, we, have, um, we have now random fight. We will yep. never return to this, <laughs> but like you have guys like Kasping of Akuma wanting the ultimate fight again, who is this, uh, old man who is an old man who's an assassin and he has like leukemia and he's dying, but he wants to go out fighting. And it is actually in the war that he has beaten Akuma in hand to hand combat and he let Akuma live. Because he had so much fun, he wanted to fight him again another time. I'm not even going to like get into the logistics of that, but that's kind of impressive. 
I yeah, <laughs> like, I, and the thing is, the games kind of like acknowledge that sometimes, because like when Akuma would show like new super moves he could do, you would show him be in Street Fighter Four, would show him beating up Gin. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you're acknowledging it. <laughs> Give Gin a Green Lantern power ring because there is no one with as much sheer will as him. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not even joking. <laughs> no, I agree. It was like, and of course, and then they connect him with Chun Li because apparently he may or may not have known about Chun Li's father. And like mm-hmm. what, like how he actually died? Because the game never tells you. You just know Bison killed him, mm-hmm. which it's like take a number. Who hasn't he killed? Right and... on a on a Tuesday, most likely. <laughs> yeah, and that's couldn't, what makes... couldn't help myself. <laughs> I had to. Um, but like that's part of what makes switching from Akuma to Bison what makes him such a good villain is he's so unapologetically evil. And right. like, and when he says when you say like, oh, Bison killed somebody. Sometimes you're like, oh, one of his minions did it. It's like, no, he did it. Yeah. Like, he personally made sure. That's, yeah, that's my favorite thing I think about Bison is that, like, he's not just like a, go, my minions, kill them for me. He's like, okay, I guess I'll just literally do this myself because I kind of want to. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's kind of how he's, yeah, he has, the only reason he has his minions is just because he literally can't be everywhere at once. It's for tax reasons. He's got <laughs> he's got to write off because like there's no way like that stuff he can afford. Like you got to have oh, some yeah. kind of tax write offs. And he's like, look, all these employees and their health benefits. Oh my gosh, their health benefits must be through the roof. <laughs> the I, greatest <laughs> with his smile, curly, the greatest dental plan known to man. My goodness, <laughs> have you seen them pearly whites? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I like all these different characters. Like you have a. Uh, uh, you have G, who came in in uh, Street Fighter V, who basically looks like a homeless version of Abraham Lincoln. And I mean, like, <laughs> also type him up right now and tell me that's not what you okay. you think when you see Hold him. On. Hold on, here we go. Put G, and that's it. Just a letter. Street Fighter V. Oh, I put J I. Hold on, J- like, just a letter. <laughs> G. Wow, that's really creative. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he looks like he looks like the chicken guy in Austin. Oh my gosh, he does. He does. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. That's even better. But like <laughs> he's this crazy dude that has declared himself the president of the earth. Mm-hmm. But he can legitimately pull energy from the earth to power up his attacks. <laughs> so you're just like, what? <laughs> Brother, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like in Street Fighter 4, he had this man named Hakan, mm-hmm. giant red dude. He basically looks like super, like if Mario was just red and was super buff. Mm-hmm. And he's a Turkish oil wrestler that will cover himself in like vinegar and oil and then slide around and like throw you and destroy you. And you're like, how do you think of this? I can tell you where there's potential for this idea to originate. I will not elaborate further, however. <laughs> I, that's fair. But like, they throw this stuff out where like Blanca being a, a monster from uh, Brazil that mm-hmm. can like shoot off electricity, but then you find out he's actually like basically a teddy bear that just loves his mom. Yeah. It's and, that, that's some of my favorite aspects of it is like when you get the thing that you weren't expecting, but it kind of works because you're like, didn't expect that, but... But <laughs> I, I kind of prefer it that way. <laughs> yeah. And story-wise, there's all the different things. Like you have the span, you have the Matador uh, Vega, 
who is such a narcissist. He wears a mask so the blood of ugly people don't stain him when he kills you slowly. Ah, yes. And, uh, don't we all? Yeah. Or just like, <laughs> how, one of the mainstays now is Cammy, and she originally started off as like a brainwashed servant of Bison. Because mm-hmm. Bison had a weird phase in the 90s. A phase. Because people realize a lot of villains did this in the 90s for some reason, of like kidnapping people and just brainwashing them. Mm-hmm. It seemed like all video game villains did that for some reason at the same time. Mm-hmm. But like... That's... God, that's that's true, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, what was in the water? <laughs> and, uh, Something that controlled your mind. <laughs> but uh, It's all so, a conspiracy, Jerry. I know, right? right? <laughs> They're trying to harness your fighting power, Jerry. <laughs> Another deep but, cut, 90... Deep I cut. Know, as if everyone know. doesn't know what Seinfeld is. Like, <laughs> but... Uh, uh, so like he captured Cammy and brainwashed her into being his servant, and he had eleven other, and they're all women, mm-hmm. and each one of them had like different names that like represent different like months. One of them being T Hawk's wife, because it turns out, and he's a Native American from Mexico that Bison, uh, when he was like, "Hey, uh, give me, give me your people," and T Hawk's like, "No," Bison showed up, murdered all of them, and then took his wife. Yeah, I can and understand like, this is mine now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why when it's like, hey, I'm mad at Bison, it's like, take a number. Everyone is. <laughs> You'll get your turn to lose eventually, my guy. And uh, like, you have all this, like, and you might be wondering, like, well, I'm just throwing this all out. This is all the different directions they can go in with the lore. Yeah. Of like, depending on how far back you want to go. I personally would say go back to the Alpha series when they're all like, 16, 17. So mm-hmm. like when Bison first like creates his empire and recruits his people and Ryu and Ken finish up like their training and they go out into the world. Mm-hmm. Like that to me would be a great starting point. Cause then you could just slowly introduce everybody over time. Yeah. You could also like intercut between that and then like the future and stuff. And like sort of like, you know, bouncing between two timeline i mean it, it works for the witcher just, just yeah no, and that can be i'm not hey i'm for it i mean uh especially because like and i know people openly like to mock the story of street fighter 5 and there's a lot to make fun of yes <laughs> an attempt was made is the best i can say but which i respect rashid, yeah, yeah besides rashid having the most hyped theme maybe in the entire franchise because i love it but um <laughs> Uh, they're, they're, you should see like when five when Rashid first came out when his theme would kick in at like tournaments people would start like singing along with it it was great <laughs> you you were really over at that point <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, it's like the guile theme how like that's the ultimate like comeback music now yeah <laughs> and, uh, it's a great uh, but like the five, the Street Fighter Five story did a lot of interesting things. Where you're just like, I honestly have no idea where they're going to go with six, because mm-hmm. they kind of hinted that G might actually be a bad guy. Yeah, um, we'll see. I I think that's why they've taken so much time. Like number one, because they want to make it as good in-house. as possible, and I mean, it's in house this time. Yeah. Oh, that's I love. You love to see it. You love to see it, and. I think just really refining it because they've seen the competition and like Mortal Kombat is like, you know, a lot of people kind of, you know, say what you will about 
a lot of the uh the issues that encounter with like you know different story or different story choices or whatever people have to say about their issues with like mortal Kombat. mortal Kombat is still probably one of the biggest fighting games of all time and oh, easily it, it sells like crazy like people can have as many legitimate gripes with it as they want doesn't mean people don't like it and i mean just yeah, dude, like, the, like <laughs> it's something like scoreboard and yeah it's like, <laughs> which is uh, not always you know it's not like a a way to like dunk on people like let's just be honest with ourselves guys <laughs> like, yeah it's like the number like if it was that hated the numbers wouldn't be what they are it's just a right fact. yeah and no, like, it's, it's true and uh go ahead but, well i just like that because Mortal Kombat will always be it's kind of like sonic and mario of like Mortal Kombat will always be right there with street fighter <laughs> yeah because because Mortal Kombat was basically just willing to do what Street Fighter didn't do. Now it's be more brutal. And I mean, to their credit, before Street Fighter ever cared about story, Mortal Kombat was crafting stuff together. Not always well, but they were trying. They were <laughs> and, they were doing their best. <laughs> until they, yeah. And so to the point that actually now people kind of see Mortal Kombat as almost like the gold standard of how to make like a campy but fun story. Uh-huh. That involves your characters. But right. I also think it's because Mortal Kombat is willing to kill off their characters. That's true. Uh that, that, ain't. Yeah. No. Well, and the thing is, is that they can kind of do that now though. Because I mean, they have so many. It's like not all of them are gonna be missed for being completely no. well, And they use the example that Mortal Kombat has done and even other games like Tekken. Mm-hmm. You can kill them off in the story. And still just bring them in as someone you can play as for like the arcade and online. No, I know. I know. Seriously. <laughs> like Tekken's been doing that for years. And uh, it's like Jim Pachi, long dead. They still bring them in for Tekken Tag 2. So Yeah, no, it's, they'll pop up. It's not, <laughs> like. And people are cool. People are hyped about that because it's like, hey, this character might not be in the story anymore, but I can still play them. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't even have to be like a great explanation. It's just like, yeah, cool. All right. Yeah, so it doesn't need to be one to be like, hey, they're not in the story. They're just here so you can play them. That's all people want. Yeah. And, um, they they just like having the characters that they enjoy playing as, especially like nowadays. It's like, oh, well, who's your main? Like, I hope my main comes mm-hmm. back. And I I know a lot of people like every fighting game has that, like especially with Smash Brothers, like everyone has a different main. I can't think of anyone who like there's one common one where they're like, oh yeah, no, this is almost everybody's main. Like everybody has at least one or two different mains. Like I'm an Ike main in Smash Bros, <laughs> which I'm sure a lot of you probably shuddered when you heard that because you're like, oh, you're that guy. <laughs> like him and King K rule. All right, like I like, and it depends on the fighting game. Like Street Fighter's mains might be a different style than what you normally do with a lot of other fighting games. Like, oh yeah. In in Street Fighter, I, I mean, gosh, I need to play Street Fighter again, but like, I tend to prefer characters like Akuma, whereas like there's certain other fighters in certain games where it's like, oh, I prefer this style. Like I prefer more of a whiff punish style where it's like mm-hmm. I may not have the most balanced combos, but I like when you make mistakes so I can capture you. And yeah. it, it's cool that like we're we're at that point now where there's the opportunity not only just for story, but like where you have different styles of character because that's become such a thing with people who like have started to play fighting games is like, I want to play the character that fits my style. And then other times it's like, I want to play the character that looks cool. 
which yeah, no, both true. are valid. <laughs> yeah, it's like in, it's like some people like to do zoners, and I can't say much as a Vega player. I get it because it's like before I judge. Well, but um, other people <laughs> like to play a rushdown character. You'll play like Chun Li, where you just you rush in, and before the person even knows what happened, half their health is gone. And uh, yeah, I do love playing as Chun Li too. Chun Li's fun. Also, oh, yeah. and, the kicks. Yeah, but um, like you're saying, like it just at this point provides a little bit for everybody, because I mean, I know it's been said before, so it's like I don't. There's nothing new to say that you probably haven't heard a thousand times from hundreds of YouTube channels and podcasts and everything else is how Street Fighter 2 kind of changed everything. Because between having a cast of characters accidentally creating combos, because that was originally a glitch. And (laughs) yeah, and people liked it and they're like, I guess we'll keep it. And um, funny how that works. Yeah. And uh, having all these different stages. All the stages having their own like theme music, which is now a staple in all fighting games. Yeah. Thank you, and, Street Fighter. Yeah. And just they had like the Alpha series where they did more of an anime drawn style, which works. At least with some of my favorite because of how goofy they are, like portraits, like mm-hmm. Zangief and I think Alpha 2 is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But uh <laughs> uh but it's great. It's not goofy as in like bad, it's goofy as in like they knew what they were doing. Yeah. And uh, they understood the assignment, in other words. Yeah. And then you had like Third Strike, which like embraced more of like a like hip hop and like uh electronic music. And a lot of people consider Third Strike one of the best uh soundtracks in like all video games. I'm like, all about all, because that's some stiff competition with some other genres. Mm-hmm. But with fighting games, I put it up there. Yeah. No, it's I don't know. when you say Street Fighter 2 changed everything, I think in a lot of ways, especially for like developers too, I think it sort of became the gold standard in a lot of ways of like what the basics of a good fighting game can and should be. And I'm sure you've already said that, but like I kind of firmly stand behind that because like Mortal Kombat at the time was not known for its, you know, mechanics or its gameplay. It was known for fatalities and for the ridiculousness of it. And over time, it started to develop and change and add more to it. But Street Fighter, I think, really kind of set the ground rules for, like, honestly, the bare minimum (laughs) of what, like, a good fighting game is. Because someone pointed out, and you don't realize this unless you go back and see what other fighters, uh, both before and kind of, like, around the same time as two, Mm -hmm. like, what they were doing. Like, now we all know health bars go at the top of the screen. Yeah, I know it sounds ridiculous, but that was not a uniform, agreed upon thing. Unbelievable. <laughs> and, well, because you didn't know. It, it's one of like we don't know what people will like and not like, mm-hmm. and you kind of unfortunately just have to try. Yeah, and uh, the whole like you hit someone and they get stunned if you do like enough hits in a row without getting hit back, and uh, and some Street Fighter games actually have a little stun bar so you can see how close you are, mm-hmm. and um. So like I, I agree with you. Like they kind of like all the stuff that we are now. Like if you don't have it, you're just like this isn't a real fighting game. Well, standardized with two, yeah. And uh, and then of course, and we talked about in the Marvel episode, Street Fighter unfortunately kind of delved into what people like to lovingly call alphabet soup. <laughs> and because um, I mean, you had gosh, five different versions of Street Fighter two. 
And then you had three versions of Alpha, three versions of Street Fighter 3. You had the Street Fighter EX series, which is where they kind of try to do more of like a Tekken thing, where it's like that like open arena thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good stuff. <laughs> and that's not including all the Marvel games that we talked about in that episode. Like all this was coming out at the same time. Yeah. So eventually people just went, nope, done. I'm done. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> I can't. Re- I can't learn a new fighting game every six months. Yeah. And uh, Street Fighter went away for a while because this game came out called Capcom Fighting Jam, which was the mm-hmm. idea is solid. Basically, make it almost like a Marvel versus Capcom, but take out the Marvel part and just have it be all Capcom characters. But the game was bad. <laughs> and yeah, happens um, to the best of us. <laughs> yeah. And because of that, Capcom, strangely, declared Street Fighter a dead franchise. Ooh. And that's why they just disappeared for a long time. Yeah. Until, well, yeah. until about when Street Fighter 4 came up, because uh, Ono, who is the guy that was pitching it to them, he's like, no, people really love this. Fr- like, you're about to make all the money if you just let me do this. And, <laughs> let me uh, do what I want. And they said, sure, because whatever. And that's why a lot of people with Street Fighter 4, they're like, it's too much like Street Fighter 2. Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of needed to be. It was gone for years. So it was very much a, let's bring you back to what you loved about it originally and just stick to that. Yeah, that's, I don't see the problem with that approach. I- <laughs> yeah, and it's smart when you've been gone a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I remember when Street Fighter 4 was like coming out. And I had several friends who were just like super, super hyped about it. Understandably, it like it'd been so long, you know, and 2008 was crazy year. But, you know, having Street Fighter 4 come out and everyone was just losing their minds over it because they're like, oh, gosh, like finally it's about time. And I'm sure that like at the time when Street Fighter 3 came out, people were like, oh, gosh, another one. Like I'm getting overwhelmed. (laughs) Oh, it's true because it's like. You played the original New Generation, and then Second Impact came out. Then Third Strike came out. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, stop, please. I can't. And, and you, uh, you're competing with Tekken and Mortal Kombat, which was churning out games and doing yeah, more Soul 3D Calibur stuff. Started. Soul Calibur. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, dude. And I know you love Soul Calibur. You've had mm-hmm. a fu- ton of fun playing it with me, too. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, <laughs> it was very much a saturated market. And what made it crazy is that it was Capcom that saturated it. Because mm-hmm. there's enough space for everybody. I mean, that's not even counting like, counting like King of Fighters and Blaze Blue and others. Like there was just like, it was where I had saturation points just with all the different franchises. And the Capcom's like, let's just release 15 games in like three years. What if, and hear me out, all at once. <laughs> yeah. Because you also had Puzzle Fighter, you had the dark, the dark Stalkers games, you yeah. had like all this stuff. They and, were they were cranking them out, dude, and they were doing the whole Marvel versus Capcom thing, which we've talked mm-hmm. about in a previous episode, by the way, which you should check out because I think it's getting closer to reality, and that makes me happy. But oh, um, I love that. But go on, like, and the reason why, like. I have a lot, obviously, Street Fighter 2 will always be a cherished memory for me, because one, I've bought it way more times than I should have, but um, <laughs> I mean, I, I'll be real, and uh, it was also like, what's it, one of the first games I ever played, 
third strike I respect for being one of the best fighters ever made because it's just between the art, the music, and just like how well refined the mechanics are, it's mm-hmm. amazing. But four will always have a special place because that's the first Street Fighter I like legit poor time into trying to get good at. Yeah. And so like when sometimes people, I never looked at the little screen where like it kept up how many hours you put in. I'm like, I don't need to see that number. Don't show me that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't remind me. That's why like, even at like my wedding, like my friend, my best man during a speech brought up street fighter. Yeah, which I I loved that because I was like, it had to be brought up at some point. (laughs) Someone's got to say it, dude. Because we played it so much. Like at my friend Daniel's wedding, when his brothers talked about or like gave a little speech about him, like they brought up like how they would watch me and him and and others like play Street Fighter because they were little kids at the time, Mm -hmm. like watching us play. And just so many good memories of like, just online play like uh i've they've been lost to time but i did say i would save replays and stuff but mm-hmm. they've been lost to time because obviously i don't have a 360 anymore yeah and uh i don't know it's like it's just that's why i always have like a special place for me because it's like it kind of brought people together i got people to play fighting games that i don't think have played fighting games since but yeah. there was just something about like playing that game that like there's like sure we'll we'll play after you ruined, ruined them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to say it wasn't a slight trap. <laughs> it was, you were just luring him in so you could beat him up. And <laughs> pat out your, uh, your big score. <laughs> Man, but, uh, you well, paid for I'm it come... when you met me. <laughs> no, I paid for a year before I met you. Cause as a friend of mine, uh, Chris, if you ever hear this, one, hope you're doing well. Two, uh, you remember your friend, Anthony. He got really good with Ibuki. <laughs> to the point, I think he got, he placed like, he went to Evo with her and he got out, like, I think his official ranking was like number, like he was 12. He oh almost made goodness. it a top 10. Oh my goodness. You did this that, dude Caleb. Sl- <laughs> <laughs> this dude, sl- oh, apparently I motivated him because I was upsetting him. <laughs> This dude proceeded to slap me around with that character. You bullied him so hard that he became like the ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I will never forget that because I was just sitting there, I was like, because even they were looking at me going, You did this to yourself. I was like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right, actually. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's where I kind of like came to enjoy the fact that like, since I played the villain characters a lot, I mean, there's other characters I loved, like Third Strike, Ken's my boy. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are like that's cheap, but I was like, no, if I want to be cheap, I'd play Yoon. And those that know Third Strike, you know why. Or if I wanted to really make you mad, I'd play Chun Li and just chip you out. Mm. So cut me some slack. <laughs> and um, you're one of those guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I played the People's Champ. I played Ken. And uh, <laughs> uh and like in five, yeah, I did obviously play Bison in five too, but like I was also like really enjoying playing like G and Cami. And before, yeah, I played Bison and Vega. Like, and my goal was to like with Vega, I was to get in your head and like make you go crazy. And if that didn't work, I would just play Bison and try to win as fast as I could. Yeah, just try to end the fight. 
That's there's a yeah. method to your madness, Caleb. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like even when I would lose, I would get I would get messages from people just like so angry at me. That's how I know I won the war. <laughs> you may have lost the battle, but you just traumatized a, ti- a child. <laughs> and that's the real victory of life. Well, you're playing online, it sure is. <laughs> back then when... Uh, back in the online days, was, dude. When, when online was not the way it is now, and you would start hearing the stuff people were yelling at you on their headsets. There are times I would be like, hey, this per- like especially if there's like a big difference in ranking, like, like I'd be like a B rank and they're like at a like a D plus. I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna they're learning, it's fine. And then I got sloppy and they happened to beat me. Mm-hmm. And I hear them talking crap and calling me names. I'm like, mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was very much about to end this whole man's career. <laughs> so you've chosen violence. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but I just want to wax poetically for a couple minutes about Street Fighter Four because so like to the point I've found on YouTube where people I don't know how they're still sane, but they found a way to piece all the like cutscenes together to form like as cohesive as a story as they can. Mm-hmm. Which my salute to you, whoever did that, the various people that have done that, because I don't know how you had the mental capacity to put up with all of that. So uh then five was kind of a misstep. Because, and I found out from listening to channels like Maximilian, apparently the original version of Street Fighter V, because it was made by, it was not made in-house. Mm-hmm. When they showed it to Capcom, they're like, this is bad. We can't, we can't put this out. And at the time, they were struggling for money because Street Fighter Cross Tekken flopped. Yeah. And they were struggling for money. They almost got bought out a couple of times. Jeez, dude. And... The only reason five got made is because Sony fronted the money and Sony was like, you're on a deadline. You know that, right? Capcom's like, crap, uh, throw it together, throw it together. And uh, yeah. now they're taking their sweet time. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause they thought the other company would do better than they did, but they're like, Oh crap, they screwed up and we still have this deadline. Oh no. And uh, guys. Oh, Oh God. What do we do? Oh, Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, it's like everything's on fire. You're trying, you, don't, you can't find the fire extinguisher. But it's, um, it's the dog sitting in the flames going, this is fine. <laughs> so five came out. And I will say the biggest thing they did that I hope they don't do in six is they focus too hard on like the esports side of things. Because mm-hmm. I know it's more about 11 did that a little bit too. Because they got into the weeds with like positive frames, negative frames, fuzzy jumps. Footsies. I'm like, your casual person doesn't care about these terms. They just want to hit special moves. Like, <laughs> yeah. And and the people who do care about that, they already have their people they go to to learn about it. Mm-hmm. So, five just really was like, it felt all esports. And like when it initially came out, it had a very small roster. It was like 15, 12 people, I think. Oh yeah, I remember that. And they're charging a full sixty for twelve people, and they're like, uh, pardon. And uh, the online was, it never got good, but it was even worse initially. And, um, and they, and initially when it, when it was in beta, it was almost like Marvel versus Capcom esque where you do crazy combos. Mm-hmm. And then the final version that released 
was very toned down and sanitized and very like, let's just say like a lot of the init early tournaments ended in timeouts. Mm-hmm. And that's bad. That's like Oof. the least entertaining way to watch a fighting game. Yeah, that's rough. That's... <laughs> <sighs> but... Oh, I don't even cannot... know what to say about that. <laughs> no, no, I, I, that's fine. I, I, but to their credit, they stayed on it because Street Fighter Five, I think, turned six years old this six, seven years old this year. Mm-hmm. And to their credit, they kept adding characters. And now the the it's almost like the form it's in currently. If that's what released initially, everyone would be cool with it. Mm-hmm. And uh but the good news now is, thanks to the success of games like Monster Hunter, Devil May Cry 5, Resident Evil 7 and 8, Capcom is doing just fine with money. Yeah, they, <laughs> they've also been on a hot streak, dude. I'm, I was going to say, because of all of those. <laughs> they, they've really not only stepped up their game, they've always had it, but like the quality of everything they've put out and the level of care and attention to detail has just been consistent and strong. And I really yeah. admire that because that is not easy to do. No, especially when you're handling like franchises that go back decades. Right. Uh, and you're trying to please a lot of people from all yeah. backgrounds, you know. Mhm. Uh but uh cuz that's what people were saying outside of fighting games, Capcom in the last 6 years, I think it was Max that pointed out he's like the only it's not even a misstep, but the only the closest thing they had to a misstep outside of fighting games was Resident Evil 3 Remake. Jeez. And the only reason it was a misstep is not because the game was bad. Hmm. It's just, it was short. And it wasn't yeah. what, it wasn't quite what people were hoping. It didn't quite get the uh, grand treatment that 2 got. Yeah. Which is, is too bad because Resident Evil 3 is a good game. It's just like, yeah. they, I really wish they'd you know been able to take the time to actually like add on to it and make it more than just a remake. But yeah. The, you know, they did give us what was promised, which was a remake. And, and that's what I thought people aren't even that mad. They're like, they're like I guess it's, I guess that technically is a misstep. Yeah, I, I mean, it's more of just like a, oh, but also w- what's there is good. It's just it's. Yeah, it's still so yeah. well. Yeah, it, there, there was quality and attention to detail. And what we got was what was promised. And I think maybe mm-hmm. just people were like, oh, well, I, I'm a little bummed, but I'm not like upset. And yeah, because I don't remember anyone like raging about it. They're just like, all right, cool. Another thing to kind of tide me over until, you know, Resident Evil 8 or, you know, the next game. Like it's very, there's a balance to be found. And I think that it worked out. I think it's okay. But (laughs) and because of that, like especially Monster Hunter World, that game. I don't think printing money quite puts into perspective what that did for Capcom. Oh my gosh. And, uh, oh my gosh. Like, like, whew. yeah, that thing was just like, oh, like take a raging rapid river and just replace it with money. And that's what that game did. And, uh, Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> yeah. And like, Devil May Cry 5 brought Devil May Cry back from the dead. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, the Street Fighter 6 reveal, as much as people like to kind of clown on it, and a lot of times it's out of love, because that's just what fighting games enthusiasts do. Yeah. It's like, if we're not clowning on something, you need to check our pulse, or if we have a fever, 
Yeah. um, Playful teasing is better than complete apathy every time. Absolutely. Because if you've seen the reveal, people are pointing out how Luke looked like Ninja from Mm -hmm. Twitch. And like, (laughs) or as I call it, you know, the Giga Chad Ryu. (laughs) My favorite, and I, I know we discussed this earlier, but was when someone was like, Ryu sort of looks like human Shrek, but with a beard. And I was like, yeah. so he's handsome is what you're getting at. Like what? Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm hearing is all y'all jealous. <laughs> so you wish that you looked like him is what I'm, I've come to understand. Yeah. <laughs> I and hope that they my... keep that. Honestly, I hope they keep that design. I'm sure they'll keep the bearded part. Cause that's been a on and off costume since five. And it's, it was like kind of a fan favorite costume because nothing gets Ryu himself as a character, mm-hmm. but he's always been kind of the, uh, it's like the vanilla ice cream is my favorite flavor. My favorite drink is water. Yeah. Which my favorites, my favorite activity to do outside is look at the sun. He's bland. Which, and you shouldn't look at the sun. If you go outside, you can see. I know, but like, or like look at the sunset or look <laughs> at the sunrise. It's like, he's just, that's why the joke was always that Ken is re with personality. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he, the he's design, the chocolate to reuse vanilla. Yeah, but with this, like, him with the beard and the torn-up gi and all that, they're like, oh, look, personality. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, uh, that's what matters. That That's kind of what I wanted. And when I saw that, I was like, yes. <laughs> like, oh, my, it's the joke I, yeah, the joke I kept making is, holy crap, he finally discovered sandals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it took 35 destroy- years, but our, our boy dis- discovered it. No more calluses. It's time. <laughs> I know, but like, and that's all people want. Like, and also because of, since he is literally the poster child of the game, seeing him have like small differences, that's also fine. Mm-hmm. Him looking like you don't need the Ash Ketchum of the eternal 10 year old, or in Ryu's case, the eternal like 22 year old. Yeah. No, no, seriously. I, I actually couldn't agree with that more. It's yeah. the best way to put it because you're like, I want something a little bit different, but not too different because that's kind of, his character is sort of to be within the realm of like not changing too much, but a little bit of variety will help spice it up for him a little bit, like, and show, you know, the passage of time. And that also yeah. like, this isn't just the same game over and over. And that's, and that's why I'm excited to see where six goes mm-hmm. because I mean, it's very clear they're using the RE engine, which like I was telling Austin, this is going to get made in house which tells you how much more money Capcom has than they did just a few years ago. Good for them. <laughs> but, um, uh, a lot of people started making jokes of like, what are certain characters going to look like in these graphics? And y'all know the characters I'm referring to. And um, I want you to tell us though, Caleb. <laughs> people were making jokes about Cammy going, like, what's she going to look like in these graphics? Brother. <laughs> <laughs> you asked. I saw the internet jokes. But, um, <laughs> uh, but of course, you know, we all know the mainstays are going to show up because they always do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess my question is when I saw how just how much of a muscly unit Ryu was or just is, I was like, if you bring in guys like Zangief, what's that going to look like? <laughs> or G. Yeah, or G or like Hugo. Uh, I don't think they're gonna bring Rufus back. No, he was not. funny, but yeah, he didn't quite catch. 
people hated the fact that he looked so stupid but had some of the best combos in the game. Yeah. <laughs> the frustration of like, I enjoy playing you so much and that makes me mad. Like, yeah, you look so <laughs> stupid. But um, uh, we'll see if they keep up the tradition of you have to have the one super like giant beer gut character because that was Rufus in four and that was Birdie in five. We'll see if that keeps up. And, I, uh, I hope it does. Believe it or not. I hope it does. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I just would rather it be a new character than an existing one. Because I noticed that, that when they brought in the alpha version of Birdie as a costume, mm-hmm. everyone just immediately jumped to that. Yeah, no. That, funny how that works. But yeah. <laughs> so just make it a new character. Don't, like No one wants to see a pre-existing character just suddenly just like, bull. Also, they have the, go ahead, go ahead. Well, because they just, the, like, they, they, well, they came to like the character as they were designed. So just like you were saying with Reeves, it's like, make some changes. Sure. Like they can wear different outfits, like a Cammy or Chun-Li had like slight variations of their costumes throughout the years. Or like in Street Fighter five, Bison just straight up had white hair and they're like, Oh, he does age. Yeah. And, uh, it can be little things like that. And so, uh, or I just love how, like with Balrog, how they always like, Find what find different ways to like make him look like a Vegas boxer, and mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> yeah, just small variations like that. I think are what make the most difference. And yeah, I, I'm hoping that honestly, well, honestly, I think they're going to keep the majority of what the designs are. But I think when they're like, "See you guys in the summer," I think what they did was they wanted to release the teaser to see how people reacted to it. Yes. Uh, Max has been Maximilian, dude. And once again, I'll keep mentioning him because one, I've been watching this guy for years, <laughs> thirteen years now. Good lord! Yeah. Um, and look how far he's come too. I'm so happy for him. Oh yeah, love the channel. Love the guy. He's obviously never met him, but from everything I've seen, especially when he's on when he's streaming and kind of lets his guard down a little bit, seems like a genuinely good guy. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, he was been pointing out with all these videos. He's like. Even a one-minute teaser can tell you a lot of information. Yes. Because, one, I'll just go ahead and say I'm not the biggest fan of the Street Fighter Six logo. Well, Caleb, I don't think that's an unpopular opinion. And I, no. I think they got into a lot. I hope that's a placeholder. I think it is. And I, I think they actually are going to have to change it. That might also be another reason why they're like, see you guys in summer, because... Oh, and that's fair. <laughs> I, I think it looked too much like a stock logo from... that. That's like an actual licensed stock logo. Like, I don't think they did it on purpose. I think they just tried to modernize it, and then it ended up looking too much like a stock a logo UFC. that had already been made. And they're just like... Yeah, oh. or it, it, it looked like something with UFC. <laughs> yeah, which... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, well, I'm just like... Also, like, dude, this is Street Fighter, like the only game that could potentially do that is Tekken. And that's only some of their fighters like Marduk and King and whatnot. Cause they're actual like grapplers. Yeah. And uh, it can't be a one size fits all for that. And yeah. I, I think they know that. I think that it just was bad timing and they're just and like, fine. all right, we should change this. <laughs> like, But also like, cause Max is pointing out like Luke, because he was the final DLC fighter for street fighter five. Uh huh. And everyone was very confused that the final DLC fighter was like a, completely new character but now this teaser you're like wait it makes a little more sense because yeah. i'm thinking luke might be kind of like the poster child of the future of the franchise because mm-hmm. like when he like did his like what well, looked like it was going to be some kind of like just move 
it kind of pops like it's a uh, graffiti. And then Ryu does like the ink thing from Street Fighter Four to like guard. So it's a guess, but Max is thinking that it might show a clash of styles between the old and the new, which I'd be all for if they did that. Yeah, I would be open to that as well, actually. I think that could be really interesting. It's just and, it's uh, hard to tell kind of like with the limited information that we have, but there's next to nothing. We all like the biggest revelation is just that Ryu has sandals. Well, yeah, when I say <laughs> limited, I mean limited. <laughs> I just hope the music choice, because one of the things Max did point out is that music choice is deliberate. Mm-hmm. They don't just, you know, throw a dart at a board. And I'm hoping that the music choice is showing that they might go back to like a hip hop electronic thing. Because mm-hmm. to me, I'm like, cool, if you weren't going to do more of a third strike soundtrack, I'm here for it. Right. And I, I think that um, also it's just it's sort of Mortal Kombat does it too. You can tell with the soundtracks that they've chosen that like they kind of, you know, market a lot of it around the idea of like, well, this is, you know, and it's not just like, oh, to make money. It's literally to number one, it's a marketing tool. But number two, it's also like a way to kind of show like, hey, this is a more modern adaptation. This is something different than what you're getting before and why you should give it a chance and invest in it and, you know, see how it plays and like that it's a new evolution of what this is. And oh, yeah. the music choice will probably be a little bit more in line with what is popular or at least like kind of something that a lot of people would associate with this time period in terms of like popularity and music and like what oh, yeah. is the thing right now. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I think that's just a way of them showing like, hey, this is where we're at right now. And we're letting yeah, you know I, what we're doing with the franchise and where we're going from here. Yeah, I would argue that's how you should do it. I mean, that's why like, like the games we've covered, like two, three, alpha, four, five, and six. Well, four and five are very similar. So a lot of people joke that like five is just four, but slightly better. Uh-huh. And, uh, but all the other ones, those that you, if you know the games, you see something very distinct in your head because each one is unique in its own way, whether it's how they did the sprites or the music or just like Austin was saying, the feel of it, of what was big at the time. And so it'll be interesting (laughs) because if they're going to go for the like Tekken level realism for Street Fighter six. It's just going to be interesting. Not impossible. I mean, plenty of artists all over the internet have done their versions of like realistic Street Fighters. Mm-hmm. And so it can be done. It's just, it's very clear that the one thing besides the samples that I joke, <laughs> the biggest thing that the teaser showed is this will be different from five, which for a lot of people is a good thing because five for a lot of people left a bad taste in their mouth. Yeah. But if there's anything I know about uh, us hardcore fans, that we keep coming back for more punishment. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, to use the other franchise of Capcom's, because Re- Resident Evil went through a rough patch for like a solid six, seven years. Yeah. And uh, the fans will get back on that horse if you give them a reason to. Yes. And that's why we're fans. Uh, that's, you know, why we've been doing this stuff for years. That's why, like, like DC fans, like hardcore DC fans, they keep coming back because a lot of them have trust. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. about the casual audience that you got to win over. And the That's hardcore true. fans are usually along for the ride. It's just the the staying power 
determines. I, I think the long game, the staying power is determined by the hardcore fans. And yeah, because they're the ones that are going to keep cheering or keep cheering or playing after yeah. the casuals move on to whatever else. Even if it's, it's something the, we're uh, not a fan of, we're always the biggest cheerleaders. <laughs> true. No, and that's why, like, that's where I think five kind of like, I said, like, it tried leaving the esports and like the super hardcore stuff too much. Mm-hmm. You got to find that middle ground. And it reminds me of the, was it the uh, Todd McFarlane when he talked about Spawn? And they asked him, like, you know, what was the idea behind that? Because he's like, oh, yeah, I had all kinds of offers to do stuff more for kids. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you can make stuff for kids. And, yeah, you'll make a butt ton of money. Right. Because kids are just, it's like someone pointed out, for every one adult that buys the $300 metal Captain America shield that's an exact replica, 5,000 kids are going to buy the $20 plastic one. Right, yeah. It's, so, that That is <laughs> defining. <laughs> and, uh. But Todd did say this, but here's the thing. Kids, and this is obviously not an insult, it's just facts for facts. Kids are fickle. Yeah. And when they move on, they move on, they're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes, when you latch on to adults or like teens, and you really like, they really connect with whatever you made, you have them for life. Yeah, that's a, that's a lifelong commitment, nine times out of ten. And honestly, I couldn't agree with that more. It's, yeah. it'll, it'll be interesting you know, to kind of see how this turns out. I mean, like, you know, we've talked pretty extensively and there's so much we could talk about Street Fighter, but I think we're kind of reaching that natural point of like, you know, we've talked about how much we love Street Fighter. And Caleb, I always want to thank you because when it comes to Street Fighter, you do the heavy lifting of talking about everything. And I appreciate that. So, <laughs> of course. I mean, look, it's, it's, it's like the, uh, it's like I've spent way too long, especially during the, the Street Fighter 4 era, literally staying up on Wikipedia and like looking up the timeline, like how do these different characters, like how do they overlap and how does this, how does that, that cutscene was stupid. What did I miss? So it's like, I got to use this knowledge somewhere. Otherwise I'm just a nerd. Well, now I'm a nerd with a podcast. (laughs) Now you're a nerd with people who are also nerds and we love being nerds together. That's what matters because we're all a big community of nerds. (laughs) Not sure. I mean, look, if you're, I mean, you, those of uh, y'all been listening for however long and then whether you're new or you've been here since the beginning or somewhere in between, thank you. But you know what you got into. All you gotta do is look at the titles of our episodes. Yeah. And you're like, oh, these guys are, <laughs> these guys are nerds <laughs> <laughs> and we are proud of it, which is why we made a podcast. We're, we're not like most people who are like, Hey, let's just make a podcast and talk about stuff. We're like, Hey, we're nerds. Let's talk about stuff <laughs> like that's you know, one of the fun. Let things me apply. About yeah, it's like let me apply all the stuff I took way too long learning. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you have to. You've chosen to listen. Buckle up, Teddy. And <laughs> <laughs> we we love doing it. But like in conclusion, for now, this is you know sort of our introduction to Street Fighter. Obviously, we'll cover more. I would like to, and I know Caleb is probably like, yes, he finally wants to talk about more and. I, I love Street Fighter. You know, I've always been a little bit more on the Mortal Kombat side of stuff, but like I've started to come around to Street Fighter more as the years have gone on. And it's also, you know, Street Fighter 2, again, gold standard in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm. I think being able to kind of do like an abridged history of it, you know, and breaking it down into bite sized pieces, especially if you're relatively new to Street Fighter, 
this can be interesting for you. You can be like, oh, wow, like I want to learn more about this. And maybe, you know, this could be a gateway. Or if you already know about it, you just like to hear us talk about it. And, you know, yeah. either way, there's something to get away like from this. And I appreciate that you guys have buckled down with us as we kind of explore this very deep and expansive lore and listen to Caleb just throw out random tidbits of knowledge, which <laughs> I always appreciate because it's awesome. And, you know, we, we kind of get the chance to just, you know, talk about things that we enjoy as we always do on this podcast, which, by the way, is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Podcasts. We're on Breaker. We're on Overcast. We're everywhere. You can't hide from us. Keep listening to it. Keep listening to things that you love. Keep, don't be afraid to love the things that you love, number one. And just keep enjoying yourself. We love having you guys as an audience that we share these wonderful conversations with. And we're looking forward to continuing to do it and talking about Street Fighter more and everything in that regard. Caleb, is there anything you would like to add? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> just know that, well, Street Fighter, it kind of, I know I kind of went on about five of how like it was, didn't quite hit the highs it should have hit. But in terms of popularity, I mean, Street Fighter's everywhere right now. Like, as weird as it is to see Chun Li with a gun in Fortnite, I still don't know how I feel about that. Um, I Same feel... with Spider Man. Oh yeah, or or Naruto, and so <laughs> people start making gun jutsu jokes. <laughs> uh, as weird as that kind of stuff is, but like you have that street. There's uh, Street Fighters like now and going to be in Minecraft. Uh, there's a whole pack in Magic the Gathering coming out of Street Fighter, like where you can play the characters as like. Uh, in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, it just seems to be like an all-time high. Like, I keep expecting to hear, with all the announcements of, like, shows and whatnot getting made, I keep waiting for, like, the Street Fighter series. Because It'll happen. With how they're, well, with, I just, with, with them literally everywhere else, it's mm -hmm. weird that, that that's the one area they're like, no. But, um... <laughs> no. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, just know, like, it can be overwhelming as a franchise. So, but the good news about this franchise, you can literally just jump in wherever. I mean, if you want to play the, you know, like when six comes out, if you want to play five or heck, you just want to go play one of the old alpha games. No problem. And the cool thing is I guarantee there's a community for it online that you can get hooked up with. And then you can just go from there. That's yeah. kind of the cool thing. Just be ready for the trash talk because street fighter, especially high caliber players, are known for it. So just be ready for it. Yes. And don't forget to have fun first and foremost. It is all about fun. That, you know, like when people say, oh, it's just a game, like I, I think the best way to look at it is like this is somewhat of a competition, but the main point of it is that we get fun and have enjoyment out of it, depending yes. on how much, like the moment you start getting obsessed to the point where you're not having fun anymore put the controller down and absolutely yes, yes, yes. <laughs> take a break because if we play these strictly for i don't i don't really know like what well, to say i about guess that. like if you're trying to make it don't try to like don't go into it being like i'm going to become the next daigo and well if you already know who that is then you know more street fighter than you give yourself credit for um yeah <laughs> i'm gonna become like the next evo champion like just go and have fun first. See if you like it first off. Then, if it turns out you really like 
find yourself enjoying learning the mechanics, then you can see where you go from there. Yeah. Just give yourself a fair chance to enjoy and have fun. And remember that being the best at this game isn't the point. You're supposed to enjoy the experience of it because video games at their core in many ways are a communal experience. And that's why we love them so much, especially with fighting games, because it's one on one. And that's something that, you know, it gives you the chance to have an even playing field. And that's something I love about it. And man, I'm excited for Street Fighter six. So, I mean, you know, is it is it going to be on Xbox one? We'll see, because if they're making it in house, that means Sony hasn't fronted the money. So who knows? I would like for it to be available on all platforms. That's just yeah. my opinion. But yeah, no, I, I'm excited about it. And Caleb, is there any one last thing you want to add before we uh, clock out for the day? Also, <laughs> uh, like I said, just give the series a chance if you haven't. Or uh, thanks to Steam, just about every... Oh, between Steam and Fightcade, you can pretty much play any game you want and play online against people. So don't think there's not the barrier of entry is not quite what you think it is. Yeah, it's there. And, uh, if you just take, you know, a little bit of time to look for it, or, you know, if you see something available on, you know, the online store on one of your consoles, whatever you want to do, the option is there guys. Yeah. I'm Austin cook. And I am Caleb McLemore. We are the internet world order. We will see you guys soon. See you guys.